what would be your top three like methods that you would suggest people to to optimize their performance? And I'm dropping performance as a term very very loosely, but um, let's let's say mental performance. What would be the top three protocols or top three methods that you would have seen experientially that uh, one can actually mm-hmm. think about as we as we summarize this? Okay, so so I, I have a whole bunch, but I'll try and pick a couple. Yeah. That heart rate variability biofeedback, no doubt. And that could be just buying, or sorry, downloading an app like Cardia with a K, yeah. Cardia Deep Breathing, and actually ignore the term deep breathing. Watch my video because I show you how to do it. Yeah. You're not deep breathing; you're breathing long and slow. Right. The heart, if you breathe too deeply, you're actually going to mess up the CO2 and oxygen balance in your brain, oh. and you're going to feel dizzy and yawn over and over again. So that because it's not just a state effect; like it doesn't just change you right there. It has, if you, research shows, if you do this about four to six weeks, 20 to 40 minutes a day, mm-hmm. and you don't have to do this for the rest of your life, you can cut it way back after that. Right. Your vagal tone changes and your baseline level of HRV goes up for most people if you're doing it correctly. And um, you become, what that really means is you still have the same reaction. If someone fired a gun outside our offices here, excuse me, you would, um, we'd both get a, the same stress response as always. But what would happen is how quickly your nervous system recovers. In other words, how quickly your parasympathetic nervous system, the break, the rest digest system kicks in, okay. will become much faster. Instead of 10 minutes, uh, it comes in in two minutes without you even doing the breathing at HRV that moment. Recovery, so that would be, yeah. yeah, exactly, recovery. That's right. And that would be the number one physiological strategy. Uh, the number one, psych- I mean, as many, the number one psychological or another psychological strategy would be this. The biggest problem, the, the least successful people make their decisions about to do themselves every day based on their moods, based on their energy levels, based on what their mind says they can and cannot do in their circumstances. The most successful people, they make their decisions about what to do with themselves, not based on their moods, not based on their energy levels, not even based on what their mind says they can and cannot do. They base it on their goals and values. And to do that, it's easier said than done, but you have to know what are my goals and values and you have to have your reasons why. And you have to prepare. I was working with someone this morning and we're that uh, I was teaching him a meditation strategy and we had to go over. Um, he says, oh, I'll do it every day at noon. I said, that's not good enough to say you're going to do it every day at noon. At least you're giving a time. That's good. But what happens when the famous uh, philosopher, Mike Tyson, says everyone has a plan until you're punched in your mouth, right? <laughs> um, so <laughs> when noon comes and you're tired or there's a pressing email and you know these things pop up, what are you going to do? You're going to go back to your default. I got to do this email. Uh, I'm too tired. Your brain's going to come up with a hundred excuses because the number one motivator for all humans and animals is a reduction of uncomfortableness, which is part of the limbic system, which is a not, not really a much of a thinking part, has no forward vision, which the prefrontal lobe, frontal cortex is where our goals and values are. That's what makes us human. And basically, you have to have a list. Why did I say I was going to do this again? Why did I say at noon I was going to meditate for 10 minutes every day? And you have to look at that list to remind you because your limbic system is going to want you not to do it because it doesn't want to feel uncomfortable. That sounds painful and boring. Why would I want to do this? And so you got to look at the list. What are the good things that will happen down the road if I do this? And what are the bad things that will happen if I don't do this? So that's probably the number one psychological strategy to get yourself to do things you don't feel like doing. Because that is the key to, to health, to success, to making money, to academics, to relationships, everything. Yeah. If you cannot get yourself to do things, even though, when you don't feel like doing them, you're going to be in trouble. And let me think, uh, let's say a, ne- a neurological strategy. I mean, you could do neurofeedback and train your brain. Um, that audio-visual entrainment, I was saying, we can do to really enhance meditation. 
I, I think that would be a good neurological strategy. And this is, of course, not including things like you better be exercising every day yeah. or at least almost every day. So what's good for your heart is good for your brain. We know that going for a run or going for doing exercise is pretty much equivalent to taking Prozac and Ritalin. So Prozac is an antidepressant, increases serotonin. It's a misnomer. It's not an antidepressant. It's an anti-negative emotionality and increasing your feeling of satisfaction. That's what generally serotonin does. And the dopamine effect you get from the exercise as well is what almost every ADHD medication does, increases dopamine availability right. in your brain. Right. And what does that do? It makes you interested and motivated to pursue potentially rewarding things. It's not a pleasure molecule. That's bullshit. That's not really what it does. It doesn't make you feel pleasurable. Yeah. It makes you want to search out things that might be pleasurable. Right. And so it makes you attracted to things. Uh, so you got to be careful what you do. So if you, you know, if you... You open up your Facebook or something like this and you're supposed to be working, you do the, you do a quick run and you come in here, you're going to get super attracted to whatever that is. So you want to make sure that you engineer your environment, that you have the thing that you wanted to work on ready to go. And there's like a hundred things like this. This is what I work with my clients like every day basically is how to get yourself to do things. You have to understand how the brain works, how your physiology works, how your psychology works. And once you understand that and you have a language to describe this, then you have a chance yeah. to, in a way, game your own system or game the system. Now you know the rules of the game and you can get yourself to do things that are important that are going to bring you towards what you need to, what you want, your goals and your values. So tools aside, I think the, the fact that you mentioned that it's your environment, either you control it, you get controlled by the environment, right? There are only two scenarios. You can be driven by your brain and your physiology or you can actually control, you can ignore these and basically go beyond and above. 